Dean up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, episode 449. That's right, folks. We are almost at 450 numbered episodes. What does that mean? Well, we're awfully close to 165,000 downloads to not bad for four listeners. All right. So today's episode, before we get in there, it's going to be Loyalist versus Patriot. Loyalist versus Patriot. If that sounds interesting to me, which it does, it should sound interesting to you because we just celebrated the ultimate holiday for Patriots versus Loyalists. That's right. July the 4th, our Independence Day, is determined by the fact that the Patriots won. If the Loyalists would have won, we would be Canada. (laughs) Well, maybe not. Okay, so here we go. On with the show. Before we get there, we need to remind you, you can like, share, subscribe to this here podcast. Join us on the social medias. That's right. I have a home on, uh, that's right, Facebook. Hmm. I have my own group. I have a nice page. And I do visit Gab and MeWe. You can come and see me there. The real question is, why does that matter? Well, you see, this whole little algorithm thing is something to be worked with, not work against. We want we want people to come find us in the work we're doing, especially if they're in McKinney, Collin County, and particularly just Texas, right? I am trying to be <laughs> the voice... <laughs> Of Texas, there's already a voice of Texas, right? There's a vo- multiple voices of Dallas. Uh, maybe I'm the voice of McKinney. Who knows? I'm still waiting for somebody to step up to that plate. But really, really, what I want to do is get the word out. Let people know that there are active people that are patriots. They care about their state, their country, whether that country is Texas or these United States. We still care. We're doing the work. We're invested. We want to make a difference. And how do we do that? It's by being involved. I've done whole episodes on this. I've done a series of episodes on this. I'm sure in the past today, today's going to be a little bit of an amalgam of a rehash of a couple of ideas and building it together, right? So here we go on with the show loyalist or patriot. So I, I read a series of books. I, I actually reread the first three. Um, I, I really enjoy them. Uh, I think, well, I, I hope they're not prophetic, though I suspect they may be, but merely a positive turn on what things could be. 299 days, right? And if you're not familiar with that, hey, it's 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 diso- it's dystopian, hmm? Maybe maybe a little uh, prepper-esque, if, if that's not your thing, that's fine. But one of the defining arguments or the defining um, decisions in that book series is the idea of, are you a patriot or are you a loyalist? And the patriots had to come to terms with the fact that the loyalists controlled everything. They controlled the media. They controlled the government. They controlled higher learning. They controlled the lower learning. They controlled all the local governments by and large. They controlled everything. So they were basically fighting an insurgents campaign against their own government. 
because their government had turned against them. And a plurality of the people were okay with that. They, they liked what was going on. They preferred their comfort to liberty. So one of the things that, that patriots embarked on doing is they made their own show. They put it out on a DVD and then they would, or I'm sorry, CD, and they'd upload it in various places. But people would get the news or the counter news from the patriots. They would hear what was going on and their other side of the story, right? The official story is never accurate. It's a question of how much truth actually goes out with the official story. If you don't believe me, just look into the Las Vegas shooter. I'm just saying. You don't have to believe in conspiracies to know something's not right there. And indeed, that is a good dividing line, right? Are you a loyalist or are you a patriot? Most loyalists, they just write it off. Yeah, yeah, it was just a lone gunman. He was doing some bad stuff and you know we need to ban the bump stocks. A patriot looks at that and says, uh, yeah, things don't add up here. I don't know what, maybe I have a theory, maybe I don't, but clearly they're using this as a means to an end. Clearly they're abusing power. Clearly this is about making government bigger and more problematic. So that's, that's the underlying issue that a lot of people can't see. And if you don't believe me, if you want another easy way to define loyalist versus patriot, Think back six months ago when you were wandering around, were these people still wearing face masks? Or better yet, did they wear face masks while driving in a car by themselves? Or better yet, while walking down a well-lit, well-ventilated open street, did they wear a mask? If the answer is yes to any of the above, then you're probably dealing with a loyalist. Now, I know, I know, there are other legitimate, or let's just say not illegitimate reasons to wear a face covering at certain times and at certain locations. Nobody's doubting that. And then you throw in the Karen factor where people were literally attacking people for not complying. Yeah, those compliers, that's a good example of what it is to be a loyalist. You don't question anything. You do what you're told. Go along. I want to stay comfortable. Now there are, there are people that were forced to comply. They were coerced into a situation where they couldn't say no. Whether it was their life or their livelihood that was put on the line, they chose to sacrifice themselves for what they had hoped was the greater good. We shall see. And I know a number of those people I would consider patriots. I would consider, you know, good people, solid people. Uh, Some of them, (laughs) perhaps even better than myself, but they felt like they had to do what they had to do to take care of their family or they, or to keep doing what they were doing. And, you know, in case you're wondering, yes, I would include family members in that, right? It's a tough thing. One of the things that I was always careful about, especially when I was just kind of in the full swing of this is, look, if you want to do that, that's fine. But have your own reasons, have your own understanding why you're doing that. Whatever it is, mask was just an example. And then, of course, there were, the next thing that came along was the uh, little bee sting, right? 
You got to get stung by the bee in order to keep your job. You got to get stung by the bee in order to travel. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take a, I'll take a pass. I mean, again, same thing. There's coercion. There's abuses. You've got to do these things. Yeah, some people had to do it. But there's a whole lot of us that had the option and just went along with it anyway because we're good little loyalists. Now, I wonder, had anybody considered what that could mean long term? I don't know. So I'm giving those as a couple of examples because let me tell you, I do have a concern. I want, I want to confess this concern. There are a lot of people that throw out the term patriot quite easily. I know a lot of, let's call them sketchy people that I've run across over the years who do one or two good things and people would be quick to label them a patriot. And my response is, well, let's not get carried away. Or maybe you ought to consider this. And I'm sure there's people who think the same thing about me. I mean, after all, I am probably the biggest advocate for Texas in Collin County. But I love my country. I served my country. I took an oath to defend you know, the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I, I, I got to admit, it's to the point where the enemies have the government and they are disobeying the Constitution. At what point is it right for me to obey my oath? At what point is it correct for me to see them as what they are, domestic enemies? I don't know. I, I hope I don't have to go there. I, I've said in the past publicly on this show, uh, it's the time has come for you to disavow yourself from any of the three ledger three letter agencies, right? There really aren't any patriots left there. And if they are, they're compromised and they're ineffectual. The loyalists run those places, the socialists, the communists, the progressives, the leftists, whatever you want to call them, for the sake of this discussion, they're all loyalists. They're concerned about their paycheck and their pension, and they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the American public, and they certainly don't care about a properly formed and functioning government. Because if they did, they wouldn't tolerate the things that go on. But I digress. So my concern is, the flip is, we lump everybody in as a loyalist because there are, for lack of a better term, gray men, right? They, they do what they need to do without drawing attention to themselves and never really pick a side. Or maybe because they're not loyalists, they have chosen a side and we don't want to put too much heat on them. We don't want to draw too much attention to them because they might in fact be undecided or they might in fact sympathize with us, but are doing the hard thing because they're trying to, you know, hold the line. I, I wouldn't put that on anybody, but it's a possibility. You know, and for those of you that are fans of some of the uh, movies that have been made over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, where they show what happens when a government divides and the loyalists go one way and the patriots go the other, and it devolves into... A constant fight back and forth, one-upping, essentially, it turns into the Hatfields and the McCoys for a better way to look at it, or not having a better way to look at it. 
And it never, ever stops. The little feud that goes on forever. So what does that, what does that mean? What is, you know, we are, we're sitting in a situation where we, the Patriots control none of the apparatus. The entire culture is arrayed against us. How do we fight back? Well, people have talked about creating your own culture. They've created, or they've talked about creating a a secondary or a bifurcated culture. They've talked about walking away. They've talked about sequestering yourselves. They've talked about you know, going underground. These are all options that can and should be explored, particularly if you're stuck in a blue state. I mean, if you live in California and you can't leave for whatever reason, boy, you got to be underground. There's just no other way around it. If you're a good patriot and you're stuck there, boy, you got to pretend to be, (laughs) you got to pretend to be a loyalist just to function. I I mean, it's kind of like I live in Saudi Arabia but I don't follow and believe in the tenets of Islam. Not a good way to live. Not a good way to function. One would say it's not even a good idea to admit that. But if that's you, boy, of course you're going to pretend. You're going you're gonna to do whatever it is to stay out of trouble because you want to keep your head attached to your shoulders. Those days are coming for us, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the Christians have been talking about this for two millennia now, and they keep pushing it off and, you know, bringing it back and pushing it off, bringing it back. They don't know what to believe, but they all seem ready to roll over and play dead because, well, the Antichrist is here. God's coming back. And, you know, we just got to ride out for seven years and, you know, we can do that. Well, there's no sense fighting back. There's no sense. Well, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a good option. Just saying, my opinion. And once again, the whole show is based upon my opinion, which is why it's called According to Callus. So you got to push for progress. You got you to push back. You got you to bring in recruits, right? Find yourself new patriots. Build up your patriots. The challenge is, how do you build patriots if they own everything? If they control everything? Well, You know, there are churches that aren't completely converged yet. There are students that exist in schools that are rebels, legitimate rebels, not the fake rebels that look like everybody else rebels, but the people that want to speak freely, think clearly. (laughs) They want to have thoughts that deviate from what they're pre-programmed to think, say, and do. They want to explore other options. These are the people that we need to be reaching out to, that we need to hold a hand out. Now, you may recall, I've talked about the idea that we can't demand conformity on our end either. Because if you're a free free thinker, right, a free speaker, you have independent thoughts, you might not be 100% on the same page, right? We're just looking for being in the same book at this point. And through education, through interaction, through discipling, for lack of a better word, you build up your patriots. I happen to raise raise, uh, two daughters that I think are pretty good patriots. I mean, they do their own thing. They think their own way, but I, I trust that they'll make the right decision when it comes down to it. 
I spend time with the extended family. I uh, try and do my best to convince them that there is a patriot way of doing things and there's the loyalist way of doing things. Obviously, you don't put it in that term. Obviously, you don't come across that way. You can't be condescending, but you can have a conversation and you can say, well, yeah, I mean, you could agree with this or you could do with that, but have you considered this or have you considered that? And honestly, if you know good people, if you related to good people, they'll push back. They'll have their own ideas. They'll have questions. That's great. We need people that are willing to ask questions. Again, I've told you multiple times, one, you shouldn't believe anything I say just because I've said it. Two, if I do say it and you think it sounds off or you question it, then it's on you. Go look it up. Feel free to question it. If I get it wrong, I want to know. If I get it mostly right, but I miss something, that's fine. Let me know. But you should never, ever trust somebody 100% with what they're talking about. You need to do your own research. You You need to learn your own subject matter. You need to know what it is you think, what you say, and what you believe. You need to know all those things in order to function well as an adult, as a patriot. You know, I've often used the uh, tagline, you know, you might not, you might not believe in politics, right? (laughs) Or you may not care about politics more appropriately. You may not care about politics, but politics cares about you. The whole premise being is you don't want to be involved in that. But the thing is, is it won't let you be uninvolved. You know, we for years said we don't care what two dudes do in their own house. But now those two dudes are showing up at the grade school or showing up in city parks and they're putting on little pornographic displays or let's just say disgusting displays of whatever it is they want to do in their own house and trying to promote this as normal, perfectly good behavior and confuse our children to where they're perverting them before they have an opportunity to define what's good and what's right and what's beautiful. Hmm. I'm not okay with that. I'm not going to play along and pretend that somebody's delusion or somebody's mental illness is something new. They've created a new gender out of thin air and I'm going to just play along with it. No, I'm not. This is what I'm talking about, folks. If you're a loyalist, this is, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, if you want to be a nine, this, that, that, and I, 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 yeah, it sounds like gibberish to me too pretty simple. There's male, there's female. There's a couple of genetic abnormalities that can confuse the matter, but by and large, one of them is predominant. And for the 0.001% or whatever it is that is a true hermaphrodite, okay, fine. You won the lottery. You're special. <laughs> I mean, you don't make rules based on, based on exceptions to the rule. You know, you don't decide to run your entire world based upon two or three percent of people but that's what we do all the time and good little loyalists follow along and don't question anything whereas the patriots are thinking uh yeah something ain't right here um that person needs help that entity over there that looks female has got the wrong plumbing they're male I mean, this is not stuff that we should have to pretend 
to not notice. This is not stuff that we should have to argue about. It should be self-evident. Indeed, we went from an idea that, quote-unquote, all men are created equally, right, and endowed by their creator certain unalienable or unalienable rights to now as uh, our creator just puts us up there and we get to decide what we are and uh, we get special rights if we're particularly messed up in the head. Yeah, I didn't sign up for that. I'm not cool with that. But again, a loyalist, I'll just go along with whatever you say. I don't question anything. Hmm. Again, this is how you build your patriots. You point out the crazy that's going on and say, yeah, we don't go for that. Uh, you want to join us? You want to help us? That's what we're trying to do. Now, concurrently, we're not wanting to encourage that we go and stone these folks. Nobody wants that. One, you can't ever get salvation if you're dead. Two, you can't ever fix anybody if they're dead. And three, yeah, murder's still illegal. You shouldn't do that kind of thing. I shouldn't need to tell you that, but apparently somebody might misconstrue what I'm saying to somehow encourage people to go commit murder. Yeah, no, I'm out. You should be out too. Murder's wrong. So I've kind of given you a baseline definition of the difference between a patriot and a loyalist, right? I've talked about where some of that conceptually comes from. You should go check out that book series, 299 Days. Um, I've talked about some concerns I have, right? Because we want to be careful. You don't want to jump the gun and make a mispronouncement of somebody being a patriot or lawless. But on the flip side, you need to look for some key indicators. And we talked about some of those key indicators, right? The mask, the bee sting, uh, whether or not they go along with pronouns. I mean... <laughs> Again, some of those things, you don't have a choice. You're coerced into doing them and you don't have to like it and you play along because you need your paycheck. So you got to have grace, right? But you got to keep pushing for that progress. We've talked about that. If you're not building up a resistant culture, if you're not building up new patriots, if you're not looking to spread the world, if you're not looking to build this out, you ultimately going to lose. If you ain't growing, you're dying, right? That's that's the old phrase. I don't know that it's 100% accurate, but it is interesting. So how do you build up patriots, right? Patriots, a good generic term. How do you build that up? Well, you can recruit or you can educate. And when they're educated, you can get them activated. So first and foremost, we do not do a good job of recruiting as patriots, I humbly hope that this little old show here does at some point behave as a recruiting tool. I don't go anything, or I should say, let me rephrase this. I don't go into anything too deeply that it can't be covered in a single episode. I do cover books that take multiple episodes. I do I do talk about Certain things that may take more than one episode, but as far as a general thought or a general idea, I try and encapsulate it in 30 minutes or less. They need to be understandable, bite-sized things. And if you listen to me at 1.5 times the normal speed, you can probably cover an entire show in 20 minutes or less. That means it's bite-sized, commuter style. And look... If you want something deeper, if you want something more, I've always been open about this, right? You've got Brian McClanahan out there. Awesome show. Check it out. 
You've got Tom Woods out there. Again, awesome show. You should check it out. You got Chris Ann Hall out there and her husband who does Gun Gods and Liberty or <laughs> Guns God and Liberty. Uh, those are both really good shows. You should check those out. I mean, there are a ton of other things out there that you can get deeper understanding and better educational mm, bandwidth, if you will. Or not, it's not, a better education than what I can provide you in this little short-term uh, audio, right? They get a deeper understanding that they can bring across to you. That's their specialty. I don't know that I could take 30 minutes and speak upon... <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Well, actually, I probably could. That's not fair. <laughs> I wouldn't do it as well as Brian McClanahan or Tom Woods for that matter. But the point being is, if you want a deeper understanding of those things, there are plenty of things out there. I keep it as low key and as base level as I can. I want to watch your appetite. I want to bring people in. I want to see if they're interested. I want to gauge them what's going on. Now, when I do spend time talking about local topics, or local issues, I do invest a little more time in that. I, I do want people to understand what's going on, but I want them to go look into it for themselves and figure out what they think about it. I don't expect compliance with what I say. I mean, I don't even do that to my own children, really. <laughs> you're you're supposed to think for yourself, and if you take what your father put upon you and build that into your thought process, great, but ultimately, if you don't come to those conclusions and determine what you believe and why you believe it, I failed you as a father. So as a patriot leader, hypothetically speaking, I would be doing you no good if I just told you, you must believe everything I say and not question anything. That would make me a cult leader, not a patriot leader. <laughs> Look, uh, before I go too far off topic here, the loyalist versus patriot thing, right? If you're going to make an investment, in time and effort with somebody. In my opinion, my humble opinion, if you're going to recruit them, they need to at least be a possible patriot. They need to be sympathetic to being a patriot. We're never going to convert the loyalists using normal means. Now, going back to that book, 299 Days, there's a series of them. It does talk briefly about some of the things that Mao taught about the insurgency. It does reference going and checking his book out. I've also referenced a number of other books. And perhaps for Friday's episode, I'll just touch on some of those books and some of the things that you could expect to get out of there. Reason being is because whether you want to admit it or not, we're in a war. We're in a culture war. We're in a political war. And we're in a war for the survival of Western civilization. And quite frankly, these United States. You need to wake up and start acting like it. Now, we're not throwing hand grenades and shooting off those AKs. We're not there yet. Don't be in any rush to get there because I guarantee you won't like it. Right now, we're fighting for the souls and the minds of men and women and children. And the best way to do that is to have a good argument, logical understanding of things, and bring people in by being friendly. That's the game. The game is to win people over now while there are not shots being fired so that they know what team they're on when those shots do start getting fired. And with that, 
This has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.